honor to be here. Thank you so much. Wow. We have been blessed already. Great music. Thank you for the choir. Thank you for these young men and that video. Wow. Tremendously done. And uh, praise the Lord for his goodness. I'm reminded of the verse in Psalm 118, which says, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. What we witnessed in that video, it is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. And uh, truly a blessing to be with you today on this special, special Lord's Day. You know, every Sunday is special. Thank God you have a church to come to and praise the Lord in song and hear the Word of God taught and preached. It is a great privilege. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 4. Acts chapter number 4. Anchor Baptist Church is praying for you. We pray for this church every week. We pray for Pacific West Baptist College. It's in our prayer page. And we're truly blessed to be serving the Lord together. We are co-laborers with the Lord. And let us never forget that. We're not laboring in Burnaby and Surrey by ourselves. We have the Lord. And uh, let me also say, Acts chapter 4 uh, verses 32 and 33. Let me also say that if you're visiting today, a moment ago you stood up and got that gift, and thank you for the, the pin. I've got mine on already. Appreciate that. And, but if you're visiting today, I want to encourage you to be back next Sunday uh, to be a part of Pastor White's preaching ministry. I'm a guest preacher today, and I'm honored to be here, but uh, I'm just that. I'm just a guest. And we have an under-shepherd here in Pastor White that I know loves the Lord, loves his family, and loves the ministry. And so I'd encourage you to be back to hear him next Sunday uh, when it's the first Sunday of year 21. Amen? And, uh, and be a part of that. I'd like to speak to you for a few moments on this theme. What makes a church great? What makes a church great? Great. The Bible says in verses 32 and 33 of Acts 4, and we'll use our Bible, so have it handy if you would today. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. Wow. Have you ever digested that thought right there? They were not selfish, that's for sure but had all things in common, but had all things common, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands, or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for the honor and privilege of being in, in the Lord's house today and behind this sacred desk. I do not take this responsibility lightly. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for these dear people. Thank you that many of them I've seen through the years and they continue to be faithful to the Lord. 
And it is marvelous in our eyes because it's your work. This is your, your place. Grace Baptist Church belongs to the Lord. Now, Lord, there quite possibly, and I'm quite sure of it, there would be at least one person in this, in this auditorium right here, at least one and possibly more, that should they die tonight, they would not be in heaven or have no idea where they would be. Lord, I pray that that one individual, that one mother, one father, one teenager, one adult man, senior man, senior lady, maybe a first-time visitor that's come in today, they've been invited by someone, or they got a track or a flyer in their mailbox, or they just made it here however they made it here. There might be even someone who's visiting that doesn't have the hope of heaven. I pray today before they leave this property that they would accept the greatest gift that's ever been offered, the gift of eternal life. Most importantly, Lord, we pray that you would be honored in all of this. Hide me behind the cross, empty me of Ben Turner, and fill me anew and afresh with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We are reading here in the book of Acts in chapter number 4. You can look back in chapter number 2 in your own time and in your own reading about a great church, the first century church, the first church in Jerusalem there. God is doing great things, and God will continue to do great things through this church. And we see a couple of things that are mentioned here in our text, that there was great power and there was great grace. And by the way, uh, we need both of those in our lives each and every day. We need the power of God. If there was a day when we needed the power of God, it's October, what is it, the 13th? October 13th, 2019, we need the power of God. There's only so much, and that is so little, quite frankly, that we can do in life in our own strength and our own power. We need the touch of God on our lives. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a husband of 25 years, and I need God's power to be a godly husband to my precious wife. She really wanted to be here, and our daughter, Emma, they send their greeting, and they're just a little bit under the weather, hoping to be able to go to church this afternoon at Anchor Baptist, so, uh, but, but they do send their greeting. And I, you know, God allowed me to have three children, and I'm, I want to, to be a, the, the proper father that I need to be, I need God's power. I'm even a grandfather now. I know, I know I don't look like a grandpa, but I'm a grandpa now. And to be the grandpa, I don't even think it's hard to believe even say that to you today. Uh, to be the grandpa that God wants me to be, I really need the power of God. And you know, to be an under-shepherd, and believe me, to me it's in that order right there, by the way. But to be the under-shepherd that God has, has called me to be, I need the power of God. But by the way, that goes for you too. Everyone here, we need the power of God to live a Christ-honoring life. We definitely need the grace of God. Wow, God's riches at Christ's expense. And you could, probably, you could probably name other things about grace. We definitely need the grace of God in our lives to be what God would have us to be. But here we see in this great church uh, of uh, Jerusalem and other churches uh, that would follow, we're sitting in a church today. Praise the Lord for this ecclesia, this called out group that is assembled in multiple places. 
You know what I've noticed about those that video, and we can also uh, say amen to that. It doesn't matter if it's the pastor's living room. It doesn't matter if you're separated by a wall and one side on the other, one side on the other. It doesn't matter if it's the building over here or the building that we're in right now, or maybe you had maybe a hotel. We've met in a hotel before. It doesn't matter where it is. What matters is that we have the presence of the Lord, and surely the presence of the Lord is in this place this morning. And we're seeking God to do something great. Now, what makes a church great? We might, think of, uh, we might think of possessions. We might think of property. We might think of a building. We might think of a lot of different things. But I'd like to share with you several things, and we're going to put it into overdrive here today. So follow along with me quickly. Number one, I believe what makes a church great is that it has great purpose. It has great purpose. Quickly turn back with me to Luke chapter number 24. Luke chapter number 24, great purpose. Luke 24 and 49, the Bible says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of what? Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high. What was the purpose of, the, uh, of this church? And what is the purpose of, uh, of, of uh, Grace Baptist Church? The purpose is to obey the Savior. They were given a command, hey, wait here in Jerusalem until you receive the power of the Holy Ghost. And that, that power would come in Acts chapter number 2. And we would see the Word of God going forth with great power. And thousands of people would be added to the church. And, but the purpose of a church is always to obey the Savior. Obedience is always a vital link to the power and blessing of our God. If you want God to bless you, then I can give you a little song. Obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. If we want God's blessing, if I said, hey, how many of you want the blessings of God on your marriage and on your home and on, and on, your, on your business maybe or where you work, the blessings of God always follow obedience. I remember being a young boy in the home and my father and my mother and I praise God for the Christian heritage that God has given me. And just, just last Sunday, my dad and myself and my son and my grandson, we were all in church together. Four generations. I'm praying for my grandson to get saved once he understands what it means to be a sinner and that he needs the Savior. I'm looking forward to the day when Carson gets saved. But four of us, four generations together just a week ago, you know why that happens? It doesn't happen because Turners are good. No, Turners need God's grace and Turners needs God's power. But always, I learned this as a child, God always blesses obedience. Grace Baptist Church, you have, been, you have been blessed of God because you have obeyed. Your purpose is to obey the Savior. Their purpose was to obey. Number, nextly, their purpose was to obtain the promise. Look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Remember, they were supposed to wait for something in Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, they had great purpose to obey the Savior, number one. Number two, to obtain the promise. Acts 1 and verse 8. The Bible says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. We cannot have a great church unless the church is empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. By the Holy Spirit of God. So their purpose, obey the Savior. Their purpose was to obtain the promise. Thirdly and lastly, their purpose was to offer the gospel. 
to offer the gospel. I love the soul winners ministry that you have over here. I love this board. I, we were just here for the youth conference, and I've been here numerous times, and praise God for it. Uh, Grace Baptist Church, it is evident that you have a heart to reach your community. Keep it up. Grace Baptist Church, it is evident that you have a heart to share the gospel message, not only in your community, but across Canada and across the world. I encourage you today in that matter, continue to make the gospel available. Continue to make the gospel available. What is the gospel? You're here visiting today and you say, gospel, what is that? The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Without the gospel, I would die and go to hell. Without the gospel, you would die and go to hell. Without the gospel, we would have, we have no hope. Oh, but today we have great hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. My hope is not in the church. My hope is not in any of the pastors that I've had. My hope is not in my good works. If you're, if you're trusting in your good works to get you to heaven today, you're going to be sorely disappointed because not by works of righteousness, which we have done, Titus 3 and 5, but according to his mercy, he hath saved us. Oh, if you're not saved today, uh, Grace Baptist Church, uh, it calls you to the Savior. They don't call you to the pastor. They don't call you to the deacons. They don't call you to the staff. No, they call you to the Savior. His arms are open. The Lord Jesus' arms are open. And he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you knock, he will answer. Oh, this church had a great purpose. Boy, as I looked at all the pictures, do you know what stood out? People. The purpose is reaching people. The great purpose. Number two. I believe, number two, that they had great preaching. Look at Acts chapter number four. Acts chapter number four. They had great preaching. What makes a church great? A great purpose. Number two, great preaching. Look what it says here in Acts chapter number four, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name... Under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. What is that name? The name is listed in verse 10. You see it up there? If you just let your eyes scan up a couple of verses, there's the name. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. It's through Jesus that we have hope. It's through Jesus that we have eternal life. Verse 14, verse 13. And when they saw the boldness... Of Peter and John. Isn't that something? Peter and John. If you know anything about Peter, you know he's a pretty bold guy. Jumped out of the water, onto the water first. All that he did. The boldness of Peter and John. And perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. And they took knowledge of them. Here's the key. How are we going to have great preaching? That they had been with Jesus. By the way, preaching is not just for the pastor. Preaching is not just for the pastor. Everywhere you go as a Christian, you are a sermon in shoes. Your life is preaching a message. I wonder what kind of message you're preaching at work on Monday, tomorrow morning. Well, I guess no one goes to, only a few people maybe go to work on Thanksgiving. I, I lost track of what day it is here. Tuesday or whenever. 
I believe that not only did they have great preaching from Peter and John, but great preaching from the lives of the believers. Peter was an ordinary man. Peter was a fisherman. He wasn't an educated man, if you will, in the sense, but there was something that they noticed about Peter. There was something different about him because he had time with Jesus. Do you have time with Jesus in your day? Well, you know what? Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Boy, Jesus is waiting for you. Make time for the Lord Jesus. And I know that's greatly emphasized here. Great preaching in the early church had three characteristics. Number one, it exalted the Savior. I tell you what, isn't it a blessing to know that we just lift up the Lord Jesus Christ and He will draw all men. They don't need to know the message of Pastor Turner. They need to know the message of the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only did it exalt the Savior, but it also edified the saints. Edified the saints. When you come to church, I loved what some of the people were saying. When we come to church, let's look for someone that we can encourage. Let's look for someone that we can put our arm around, men on, uh, around a man's uh, uh, shoulder and just say, hey, brother, I've been praying for you this week. And a lady around a lady's shoulder, I've been praying for you this week. Oh, what makes a church great? It's great preaching. And by the way, it's not just behind the pulpit. It's in the pews. It's in the foyer. It's out, in the, it's out welcoming people. A great church can be known by great preaching. Thirdly, a great church is known by great power. Acts chapter 4, verse 7. All of these chapters are dealing with this early church. Acts chapter 4, verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole? Be it known unto you all. I like that. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. The power that God had used here in the early church, the power of God that is available, that as they said there, let's look at it quickly again in verse uh, number 9. This good deed... You know, every good deed, it says later on in the Bible, and I've forgotten the address off the top of my head. Maybe it's in the book of James. Every good thing cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And the disciples here say, Peter here says, if, it, if you label this a good deed, if you label this something miraculous, I want you to know something, that it only happened because of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, if you are saved and on your way to heaven, think about this. The power of God has been laid on your life. Once you were a sinner, once you were hell bound, uh, once uh, maybe, maybe you, were, you weren't saved at nine years old, like God allowed me to be saved, and I'm not saying that boastfully. Maybe you were saved at 19 or 29 or 39. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what, I'm not saved. If I died right now, I have no assurance that heaven would be my home. I want to encourage you with this. That is the power of the gospel 
gospel that can transform your life. It is the power of the gospel that can take your soul that is sin sick and bring healing to your soul. It is, it is no pastor. It is no a staff. No, it is the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what makes a great church. That's what makes this church here, here in Surrey, continue to go on. It is the power of the gospel. And Peter said, it's not Peter. It's not John. It's the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. This makes a church great. Great purpose. Great preaching. Great power. Oh, but this power doesn't just come to everybody, by the way. God's not going to give His power to someone. I'm talking about someone who's saved. God's not going to give His power to someone who has a dirty life. I believe the power of God comes in a clean life. It is dependent upon a clean life. God never fills a dirty vessel. I must be clean. I must be clean. I must be washed in the Word of God. power of God is based on a consistent walk. A consistent walk. The power of God is based on a continual asking. A continual asking. How many times does your children come to you and ask for something, and then you finally say, okay! Hey, what is God? God is our heavenly Father. We have not because we ask not. And we believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently. I know this. Diligently doesn't mean one time and then stop. That's not diligently. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And we're praying with you for the, for the next building, by the way. Can I encourage you? Continue to diligently seek Him for your next building. I believe God has the next building for you. Diligently seek Him. Diligently seek Him. Diligently seek Him. Your pastor gave me this uh, Ebenezer. If I can dig it out of my pocket here. There it is. He gave me this at the BC Pastors Conference, which is being renamed, I think. But anyway, because people are coming. I carry that with me. I'm not going to say I carry it with me every day, but most every day I carry this with me. And you know what? Every time I pick up this rock, I pray for Pastor. It's a reminder to pray for Pastor White. I don't know if he intended it to be that. Probably not, but I, that's what I use it for. To pray for Pastor White, to pray for Mrs. White, to pray for their family, to pray for this great church over here. You know what? Uh, praise God for what God has done. It is all the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. It takes great power, though. We need that power. A story is told of a rich farmer in Greece who was about to die. Told both of his sons that he had buried treasure in the fields. Before he could tell which field the treasure was buried in, the farmer passed away. These boys began to dig and turn the soil, and for weeks they worked seeking the treasure, and they found none. They were exhausted, but now it's time to plant. And since they had literally plowed the fields with their digging, they agreed to plant and wait until after the harvest to dig again. What would come would be a great harvest. What would come would be a bountiful harvest. Why? Because of the deep turning of the soil. It was then that they awoke to their father's wisdom. He had inspired them to work and labor in the fields. And they had found a great treasure of wealth there. It reminds me of John 4.35. Say not ye there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. 
Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Can I encourage you, with the power of God, continue to work the fields of Surrey. Continue to work the fields of your, of your, employer, of your of place of employment. I'm encouraged by these two Bible clubs that are, that are going. And we're praying for both of those Bible clubs, by the way. And the, one at, and the one at UBC, we're praying for that one as well. And continue with the power of God to reach people. I believe that's what makes a church great. Number five. Number four, I believe what makes a church great is great persecution. Now, that's not the one I'm going to sign up for. That, the power, that sounds good. I, I'll say, I need that. Persecution. I don't like that word. But that's what a great church will endure. It makes a church great. John 16, if you just quickly turn over there. John 16, 33. The Bible says, John 16 and 33, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. It seems like the tribulation continues. I'm not referring to the tribulation, but I'm referring to what the saying here that Jesus is saying. It it seems like tribulation, say it that way, is increasing. I don't think the fear of God is growing in our community. I don't think the fear of God is growing in Canada. I was just in the U.S. The fear of God is not growing in the U.S. We need to recognize that the Bible says here that we will have tribulation. However, Jesus said, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. What does he say? I have overcome the world. Isn't that great? We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. A great church, the Apostle Paul promised in 2 2 Timothy 2.12, if we suffer, we shall also reign with God. Him. The early church went through deep waters. Eleven of the twelve apostles were killed, martyred. When we go all out to please God, not everyone will be cheering. When we go all out to live for God, sometimes even our own family won't approve. I remember visiting my grandmother when we, were, when we were young and growing up, and not all of my family were churchgoers. I want to tell you something. Can I just encourage you as a pastor to the parents here today? I want to encourage you with something. I remember, I'm 46 years old, but I'll never forget this. That on numerous times, my dad, with all the family there, not in a boastful manner. My dad's not, a very out, not very outspoken. He's not a preacher. He was in Christian education for over 40 years. But numerous times, pastor, I remember my dad saying, okay, It's time to go to church. We'd get up, whatever was going on, we'd say, we'll be back. I don't know that I really liked it as much when I was that age. (laughs) I wanted to stay with my cousins. It's time to go to church. You know what? That made an impression on me. That made an impression on me that when we put God first, when we put God first, hey, the Lord's day is His day, amen? Amen. Sunday, 10 o'clock, not just on the 20th, every Sunday. It's the Lord's day. It's the Lord's day. Give God Sunday. Give God every day, but the Lord's day. Persecution, the blood of millions of Christians have been martyred down through history, and it continues to happen today. 
A great church can be marked by great persecution. Number five, a great church has, must have great people. Must have great people. We read that earlier in Acts chapter number four. I won't read it again. They were willing to give up their very life's work. Peter left his nets behind and followed Jesus. James and John were willing to forsake their fishing business and become fishers of men. These folk were willing to give up their wealth and their jobs and whatever because God had called them to do something. And we pray something, and I know you do here, we pray for laborers. Laborers from the church to continue to labor for the Lord. What a blessing it is each and every week to gather together and work arm in arm. And let me just commend you, uh, Grace Baptist Church, let me commend you on 20 years of loving the Lord, 20 years of loving your community, 20 years of great people working together. Not perfect people, but people that are sold out to Christ. Number six, a great church has great praise. Quickly look at Acts chapter number two. Acts, Acts chapter number 2. Great praise. Acts 2 verse 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. What's those next two words? Praising God. Praising God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I've enjoyed praising the Lord with you here today in song. A great church praises God. And lastly, a great church has great promises. Great promises. These people had the promise of heaven, and so do we if we're saved. These people had the promise of the Holy Spirit, and so do we if we're saved. 1 John 2.25 says, And this is the promise that He hath promised us, even eternal life. Even eternal life. In just a moment, the pastor is going to come. In just a few moments, we're going to be dismissed and have lunch. Well, wait a minute. I know one thing about food. It's only going to last me for a few hours. And then I'm going to need some more. You know what? God has something for you today that can satisfy your soul for eternity. The world doesn't satisfy. The flesh doesn't satisfy. And the devil surely doesn't satisfy. Only Jesus Amen. can satisfy your soul. If you're lost today without Christ, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He will save you. He will save you now. Every head bowed and every eye closed, please. Love the pastor come.